This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. New episodes every Thursday, so don't forget to subscribe, follow on Apple Podcasts, keep up on Spotify, join the Discord to chat with like-minded podcast girlies, and thank you so much for tuning in. Also, don't forget, as always, to, if you enjoyed the episode, screenshot it, take an aesthetic pic, a boomerang of it of you on your hot girl walk listening, listening in your room, on your TV, in your car, wherever you're listening, at the gym. Do y'all listen to podcasts at the gym? I feel like they're more of like a walking activity, but like, or like a walking buddy. <laughs> but post on your IG, tag me so I can repost. Thank you to everyone who posted last week. And let's just get into it. So last week, if everything goes to plan, my episode with Talia went up and she's a life coach who specializes in inner child work and life direction. We had such an amazing episode, y'all. I like she just hit the nail on everything and I just love how the episode turned out. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely give it a listen. She just was so spot on with everything. And sometimes, and I kind of talk about this in that episode, but sometimes the phrase inner child kind of gives me hesitation or almost like toxic positivity vibes in the sense of like, oh, like to heal your inner child, like just, like it's kind of a buzzword, you know? It's like, oh, like I'm just playing with my favorite toys or I'm like buying a treat. (laughs) Yeah, that can be part of it, but she just went so much deeper and so above and beyond with everything. And she's just not about the toxic positivity at all. And we talk about that literally in the episode. So I really like it. If you haven't given it a listen, I would recommend that you do. If you did listen to it, let me know your thoughts. But yeah, so, so excited for that to go up. As I'm recording this, it's the Monday, it's Halloween. So it's the Monday after Halloween weekend. I'm still ahead of my uploading schedule. But yeah, I just wanted to give y'all a quick like recap. I had such a Jersey Shore moment because I didn't think I was going to go out like at all. Like I was like, oh, I'm going to stay in. I'm going to like, you know, go through stuff, pack stuff, whatever. And my friend called me kind of like last minute, like it was the day before. And she was like, oh, like, what are you doing tomorrow? I think we're just going to have a small get together. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I want to see my friends before I move. Wink, wink. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm down. Like, that sounds chill. Like, I'm not really trying to go out this weekend because I know it's going to be crazy, whatever. I'm wearing Uggs. Like, part of me in my mind was like, I feel like they're going to want to go out. Like, just not to anything crazy, but like to something. Like, none of them were dressing up, but it was giving me like, like, I just had an inkling. So I was like, you know, I'm going to do my make, like a light makeup. But like, I was wearing a chill outfit. I was wearing Uggs. And like a little crop top baby tee. And then like I brought a hoodie, you know. They had the idea to go to this place. And I knew my friend, one of my friends was going to be there. So we end up going. And it was giving me such Jersey Shore vibes. Because number one, I'm wearing Uggs. That just paints the picture. I should have dressed up like as Snooky for Halloween or something. But like like I said, I thought this was going to be a chill night in. So we hung out for a little bit at the house. Like played some games, whatever. Made our way. And it was just giving me such like 
going to karma vibes because if you remember if you've watched jersey shore which i'm sure if you listen to this podcast you have but one of their classic clubs karma it's like par outdoors and just the vibe of them always running into like somebody they know or like an ex or like one of their friends it was giving that like it was so so iconic honestly and like it was such a great last antic in la because i just feel like i saw so many people that i knew Again, wearing Uggs in the club, not part of a costume. Those are the best nights. Like the impromptu, just like last minute, like I'm not even glam. Not that it was like I needed to be for that kind of vibe, but you know, it was just like, normally if I'm stepping out, like I'll put on a lash, but like there was no lash. So yeah, it was actually really fun and just kind of like the last antic that I needed, I feel. So yeah, I just had to share that with y'all because (laughs) that's what made it so fun was that it was giving like, at the shore going to karma. What I would imagine that being like, you know? It's so funny. Like it was so funny. Anyway, beverage of the day, check. We have a tall cold brew and we have a mint tea and we have the remnants of a liquid IV. It's like a liquid IV wasn't here. And then I just filled, I refilled it with water. So staying true and on brand with my three beverages, get the beverage tote today. Literally y'all, one of my favorite tote bags just in um, like the physical tote. It's such high quality. The pocket inside is amazing. It fits so many things. It's so like strong. It's like a sturdy ass tote bag. Just so y'all know, like I'm just saying. Check it out, links down below. Okay, just like thoughts though. I know over the past few episodes, I've talked a lot about how I just don't really go out that much these days. Whatever, whatever. I feel like I'm old, like not too old to go out, but just like I don't crave like going out every weekend. But I will say, so I think it's just, about being like not necessarily out at a bar or a club but just being out in the world at least for me I just always have this experience when it's like I go out for the first time in a while where it's like I kind of remember it's like I remember who I am in the sense of like my place in society almost (laughs) it's really true that humans are social creatures and like even if you're an introvert Like, I feel like I spend a lot of time alone. I like being alone for the most part, but it's like, you need that social... (laughs) Me after staying in the house for, like, weeks. No, but it's like, you need that social interaction to, like, almost, like, bounce ideas off of or, like, just getting feedback of, like, not necessarily who you are, but, like, low-key. Like, I forgot I was, like, a cute girly pop, you know? Like, I'm just in the house, like, being, like, a businesswoman and, like, cleaning and, like, going to sleep. But then, like... When you step out and it's like, oh, I almost, not that I forgot I was cute, but like low key. And it's like, bitch, I was not even cute. I wasn't even trying to be cute. And it's like, oh, I forgot I was cute. And again, not that you have to like go out to do that, but just being out in the world. I'm such a homebody. I'm such like a, like not in a pick me way, just genuinely. I've always been like that. If you've watched me for a while, you know that. So it's kind of refreshing to once in a while pop out like it is. So let me know how your Halloween was. Uh, But yeah, so I'm like good for a while, like Okay, also, I just wanted to talk about my nails really quick because I tried these press-ons. Shout out to my friend, Brittany. She posted like her, I don't know if she was holding a beverage or something where her nail was in it. And I was like, oh, cute nail, sis. And she was like, oh, they're actually press-ons. She sent me the link. They're like the Kiss press-ons. I'll link them down below if you guys are interested. But one of my main concerns with moving it's like when do i officially announce this i don't know i don't feel like ready yeah well i'll make an official announcement soon 
um, is like, how am I going to get my nails done? And I've kind of been weaning myself off. Like the past few times I've gotten my nails done, like gone to my nail tech, I've literally just gotten a gel manicure. I've been doing short nails pretty much all year when I was doing acrylic. Like I was literally just doing an acrylic overlay on my real nails. So I've kind of been weaning myself off, but I'm like, bro, like I want to learn how to do my own nails. Like there's this brand on TikTok I found and they have like kits for doing your own gel X and it looks really easy. So I might try that, but I just remember like early 2020 days when every nail shop was closed and stuff, like trying press-ons and they would just always fall off and like they were, they would be good for like a day, but then like, no. And I was like just going in the pool so much at that time, like during the summer and they would just always fall off. So I've always been a little skeptical of press-ons after that. I don't know if it's just like, I know more tips of how to do them right. Like buffing your nail before and like, I don't know, not getting them wet for like at least 30 minutes or whatever. But these have really been staying and I really like them. So I got like the little French tip set. I painted my own nails just with regular polish the week before or something just to kind of like get through. I really like these um, and they were so easy to do. They're formulated to stay on. I think that it's like a seven day guarantee. My friend said hers stayed on for like two weeks. Um, but yeah, like they're really strong. I washed my hair, had no problems. I washed my hair like a couple days after I initially glued them on. But yeah, if you guys want a tutorial or something, like I almost was gonna do like a little TikTok or like reel of me doing them, but I was like, okay, it's my first time. So let me actually see how they are. So this will definitely get me through. But yeah, bro, I would just love to be able to do my own nails. Cause especially these days, the fact that I pretty much only like a nude on my nail, like a very, very sheer pink or like a sheer kind of white. It's like, why am I spending this much on my nails still? If what I'm getting is so simple, like I'm not a designs girl. Like I don't even like getting my nails done. It takes forever. I mean, less time when you're like literally just getting a gel manicure or something, but like, anyway, like I like getting my toes done. I feel like that's relaxing because I can still like use my hands, but just not using my hands for that long. It's like, ew, I hate it. And just like saving money. It's like, bro, I should just learn how to do this. So let me know if you've done your own gel X. I feel like that would be even better. Obviously the press-ons like last longer. But yeah, this is like a great little just hack. I don't know, like I just never really knew how good they could be. Yeah, and I mean, you literally don't have to do that at all. But I'm just saying for myself, like I just feel so much better when I have my nails done. It's like, thank God. And then when I take like pics and stuff, having my nails cute in them is just like a relief. So that's the vibes um but yeah i will link them down below if you guys are interested in these specific ones or just like the brand or like i don't know if it's a specific line but yeah they are formulated to be really really thin or like just a lot thinner at the bottom so they're there's more like they can seal easier but then the tips are still strong i like them y'all i'm fucking with them this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. So something I wanted to talk about today is a TikTok I saw and I posted part of it, I think, a couple weeks ago 
and it was a TikTok about the Kardashians. She said something like, the reason the Kardashians are always in these like unhealthy, toxic relationships is because to some degree they are unhealthy themselves. And I had never heard it put that simply before, like not related to the Kardashians. That's like a a good example. But I feel like just in general, you know, um, we don't often hear that kind of, I don't know if you'd consider that advice, but we don't really often hear that perspective, especially when it comes to dating and relationships. I feel like so much, especially since learning more about, I don't know, healing and almost like the psychology of why people are the way that they are, why we are the way that we are. It's just really shocking how much bad advice there is out there. You know, how much toxic positivity there is out there, how much toxic dating advice there is out there. One of the things Talia said in our podcast that I just really liked and ultimately resonated with is she said something along the lines of, you know, doing the mental work or making mental changes like saying affirmations or buying a toy for your inner child or things like that. It's like, that's not going to work when at your core, at the core of your emotional being, you have these beliefs like I'm not worthy of this or, you know, you're stuck in these patterns of of behavior, of thought and just of of beliefs of like, this is how life is. Like, this is how I get love. This is how I get self-worth, whatever. And a lot of it really does start in childhood. You know, that's where we first formulate our beliefs about the world and how it works and how relationships work. So much of it can be traced back to that. And not even, and she said this too, but not even if you've had like intense trauma, like you don't need to have like some horrible things happen to you in order to have like some maybe internal beliefs or subconscious beliefs that aren't healthy, you know? So I found this statement to just be so true because often when we hear, you know, about dating advice and just very classic, like surface level, like level one dating relationship advice, I feel like so much of it is about how to work the system of unhealthy pattern it's like okay yeah you could take these steps to get a boyfriend but it's like is that going to be a healthy relationship you know um and there's just so much toxic advice out there and i feel like at least in the bubble i'm in hopefully some of that is a little like like we're past some of that you know when talking about red flags and i feel like thank god for social media in the sense of so many women have shared their stories And I feel like a lot of women are like, you know, having, we're having better standards for ourselves because we know, I feel like a lot of it is due to the fact that we no longer need a man to be, to like exist or to like live a life. We can earn our own living. And so we don't have to put up with like a toxic, abusive man. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people still have a long ways to go because it's just so normalized, you know? It's so hard to think of an example of a relationship that is truly healthy and just equal and something that I would want. (laughs) And I just feel like personally, I feel like I don't want to get married. 
Like, somebody would have to really just, I don't know. I just feel like the type of man I would want to, like, truly, like, spend the rest of my life with or, like, you know, build a home together, like, unless I just, like, give up and I'm like, yeah, woo, go patriarchy. Like, (laughs) it's just, like, I would rather just be by myself like I don't want to deal with that because bro like majority of the heterosexual relationships that we have as examples are like not goals and especially in watching the Sopranos dude like bro I started season five so this is kind of at the peak of like Adriana and Christopher and like the FBI and this whole time, I'm just like, bro, she just needs to leave him. Like, he is so horrible to her and literally, like, physically abusive, emotionally abusive, like, piece of shit. And she's like, oh, my God, but I just love him so much. It's like, you're in this unhealthy relationship. Like, what part of you believes that you are deserve this, you know? That's kind of the belief. It's like, and I just feel like that's the that's true for so many people so many women especially because we do live in a patriarchal society so being unhealthy yourself or having a part of you that's maybe unhealthy because that's really what it is it doesn't mean that you're you know oh so toxic and abusive and like whatever like it could be i feel like a big one for a lot of women that i talk about a lot is like Having poor boundaries, getting into a relationship where maybe you are, you don't feel able to voice your needs. Maybe they cheat on you. Like, let's think of Chloe and Tristan as an example. They cheat on you instead of like setting a boundary with yourself. Like, I'm not going to tolerate that kind of abuse, really, or that kind of behavior towards me. And therefore, I'm not going to go back. Like, you go back to them. You give them another chance. And I'm sure, bro, that's not to say that it's, like, just a lighthearted decision to make. Like, regardless of the situation. But I feel like, especially when there's kids involved, like, I can't even imagine how hard that must be. Because you're not only thinking of yourself, you're thinking of your kids. Bro, be fucking careful who you have a kid with. Like, (laughs) that's the thing, too. Okay, side note. You guys know that trend on TikTok to that Mariah the Scientist song? And it's like a slideshow and they're like saying their life story about how they had this horrible abusive relationship and like had a baby under this guy and then he like abused her because he didn't want the baby but then she ends up having the baby and then she's like at the end like after all that we are together and working things out. It's like why? Okay, can somebody let me know? Like genuinely I do not understand this. Why would you? It's like maybe they're just like pro-life why would you have a baby with someone that literally doesn't even like you? Like, do people just think, like, oh, this is meant to be? Bro, I just, please, can you promise me you will never do that? Like, please. This is why we need healing (laughs) as a society, as women. (laughs) you're going to bring another life into this horrible situation like work on yourself anyways anyway some of those are just like shocking like i'm like babe like seek help like please like i'm begging you at this point like not that i have all the answers but i think i do know the answer to that one okay but yeah so that's an example or like you i think another example that i read about a lot is like 
when you grow up with, I don't know, your primary caregiver, so that could be either one of your parents or who, or whoever raised you, if their if if their love was conditional, like oh I'm only gonna give you love and comfort and nurture you if you, you know listen to all my emotions that I dump on you or if you're only like good good being like oh just like doing what I want you to do then you're gonna grow up thinking that that's what you need to do in order to receive love so that's like something that needs to be healed and it's like yeah there's nothing like wrong with you like at the core of your being like you are a whole person when we have these beliefs you know that are so deeply ingrained into our subconscious and you know into our belief system whatever we're going to think like we're that's why it's so important to like learn about these things go to therapy if possible but again like I always tell y'all I mean I think I I've definitely said it before a great place to start and something that's been so helpful for me is just following a lot of therapists on social media specifically like IG, you know, there's just so much free information out there. And especially on Instagram, I feel like that's a place a lot of us just are on every day. And it can be a place where, you know, it can be a toxic place. It can be a place where we're comparing ourselves to others, where we see unrealistic expectations, whatever. So it's like, okay, if I'm going to be on this app for this much a day, I might as well have some like positive information on there, something that's actually going to help me, make me realize something whatever. It's a good place to start because it's very like just broken down into, you know, easy, digestible, I don't know, language and phrases. And it's just like, you don't need to like read this scholarly article about whatever, like you can just look at this and (laughs) a good place to start. I'm not saying it's like the end all be all, but you know, finding a good therapist is hard. I told y'all I tried therapy this year for a few months and like, bro, I did not end up having a really good experience sorry so just finding the right fit like bro not that i'm saying don't do it but it's like i think just because that idea can be so like hard i think a lot of people just don't even want to like start so a good place to start following some therapists on ig i wonder what bros have like looked at who i follow on ig and like because it's a lot of like therapists astrology pages meme pages but like really like girly meme pages like american girl dolls at least I think. Girly pop meme. It's like, do they look at this as a green flag or a red flag? Because like, I honestly think it's a green flag, but like, you never know. Like, they could be like, this bitch is psychotic. Like, I don't know. Don't really care, but I think it's funny. What's so interesting to me about learning about all of this is that it's just so prevalent everywhere, like in our own lives. But then, you know, with reality stars, with celebrities, you know, just... In so many different examples, fucking watching The Sopranos, thinking about this shit, because it's just like everywhere. And I think a huge part of it is just like we don't live in a society where healthy patterns are normalized. And I was talking about that a couple weeks ago, but it's hard to really like be a good person and to fully heal in a society that doesn't really help us with that. Again, especially as women or really any category of people that's not a straight white male (laughs) you know not saying they can't have issues either patriarchy can be harmful for them as well but you know what i mean so that was just a really eye-opening statement for me i would love to know what you guys think or feel about that you know 
An unhealthy relationship means that part of you is unhealthy. And I find that to be so true. Like, I feel like I keep going on these like sub tangents or like tangents and then like getting back to the point. That's what a podcast is, isn't it? But I feel like for a long time, being real and open, I would get into friendships and then we would like have a falling out. And I feel like what what finally stopped that for me or made me aware of it is what I was doing wrong. Because you can look at someone else's behavior all day or like in a, you know, in a relationship, like, oh, well, he cheated on me. He did this. He did that. But it's like, okay, what initially attracted you to this person? What were the red flags you maybe ignored or weren't even aware of that now we can like look at? At what moments was I going against myself so you know maybe I had a concern but I was like too scared to bring it up oh I didn't want to disrupt the peace I didn't want to cause conflict so I just shut up about it and especially if you are if you lean towards people pleasing and not speaking up for yourself which I feel like a lot of women do because that's kind of what we're trained to do that's often like one of the main problems and we're kind of just taught in society you know like just shut up (laughs) Don't you want to be ladylike? So like, don't be a bitch. So I had to learn and realize, like, okay, like I'm not speaking up. I'm not. I'm afraid to have an uncomfortable conversation. I'm afraid of conflict, and that has been the constant in all of these friendships or relationships or falling outs. You know, that was the thing. It's like I can think all day. Oh, why? Why did they act like that? Why did this next person, even though they were a different person, still act like that? And it's because of what I was doing. That's not to say, oh, put all the blame on yourself or like, oh my God, no, no, I'm just like worthless. And like, I can't, you know, I don't deserve a healthy friend or a healthy partner or whatever. But it's like knowing, like it's not all one-sided. It's not all them, but it's also not all you. So knowing your part in it and what you can do differently next time and maybe where you went astray, it's low-key empowering because it's like, there's something I can do about this. And I think that's like, that's a super huge realization too, because I feel like, you know, a lot of people don't want, it's like, wait, bro, I don't want to fucking like admit that I'm wrong. Like, (laughs) you know especially to myself like I it's like there's that fine line between like being self-critical in like a negative way or like self-hateful low-key and then like just being open to feedback and so now again like opening up real talk I was thinking about this recently now genuinely all the relationships in my life right now are good knock on wood But like, do you ever have a friend that's just like really hard to be around or maybe they're exhausting you or whatever? And a lot of that normally, if you're always like feeling like you have to rant about somebody, like vent about some, not rant, vent, I mean, maybe (laughs) vent about somebody or like you're just always thinking about it, like kind of like it's exhausting you. That's normally a sign that, you know, you need to set a boundary and you need to like speak up about something. You need to do something. And right now I'm just at a point where I don't feel like that about anyone. (laughs) And it's so refreshing. And so that to me is just very, I guess, empowering, 
but also i don't know it gives me like hope like it's like oh i was able to do something about this you know and it's just a really good feeling like i feel proud of myself so yeah i know i don't often share like personal stuff like that but i just was thinking about it recently and i feel like it just tied to this topic so perfectly um so yeah and that's why it's good to journal too um I think I was talking about it a couple weeks ago, like, wow, journaling really works. But it's like when you're having those thoughts, like, it's like, especially when you're doing something like, I don't know, going for a walk, going for a run, maybe meditating, like any activity that where your thoughts just kind of like taking a shower, where your thoughts are just kind of in your mind, like you're not thinking about anything specifically. Um, Or before you go to bed, sometimes, you know, you just have those thoughts. Those are the things that are good to write down. Because it's usually like the things that your subconscious is thinking about. And if you're always kind of thinking about the same thing or the same person, and it's like not even necessarily bothering you, like obviously if it's bothering you, but like if it's just kind of in a loop or like you always seem to go to that, you know, when you're just chilling, like again, taking a shower, going on a walk, a run, whatever. Those are the things worth writing down because you can have so many realizations, you know, um, Anyway, so that was like a lot of tangents around that subject. But yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on any of that. If you have any experience or if this was as mind-blowing for you as it was for me. Again, I just never heard it said so clearly and just simply almost. So that really stuck out to me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Something else that somebody asked me to talk about was advice for falling asleep early. Okay, a lot of you have fucking problems (laughs) that I feel like low-key, I don't want to say could be easily solved because like I don't know your life, but like, okay, let me just give you the basics. Stop having caffeine late in the day, babe. Switch to decaf, whatever. Stop scrolling on TikTok before you go to sleep. If going to sleep is hard for you, Um, I feel like a lot of people, you know, your brains are really loud at night, you know? I mean, sometimes me too, whatever. But I've just always been really good at, like, going to sleep. Knock on wood. Like, I've never... Knock on wood. (laughs) Unless, like, I'm really stressed out about something or I go to sleep, like, too early. Or, like, obviously if I'm sick, whatever. Like, I can sleep. I've always just been a good sleeper. Um, thank fuck. So a lot of people, you know, your brains get really loud at night because that's a time where, you know, you're quiet. It's almost like a meditative state, you know, or like trying to get to that point. But it's like your thoughts are just so loud that you can't fall asleep. And a lot of people just stress out about stuff before they go to sleep, whatever. So scrolling, almost like doom scrolling is a way to kind of avoid that. I heard something about like, maybe it was for, it was like signs of depression And one of the things was, you know, you have very low energy levels throughout the day because you're, you're kind of constantly in this fight or flight state, state because your cortisol levels are so high, which is like your stress levels. um, 
you feel really fatigued throughout the day. So then you therefore feel like more awake and energetic at night. But then you're often just like thinking, like stressing out because you can't go to sleep and like it's a bad time. So just checking in with yourself as well, you know, um, I think something really important to know is that there's something you can do about it, you know? So whether it's just like, oh, I could, I want to start going to sleep earlier. Or if it's like a chronic thing, like, oh my God, it's just so hard for me to sleep at night. Like, I just, I'm so stressed. You know, there's a range of possible reasons why, um, why you would want to go to sleep earlier, but then also just like what could be preventing you from not. So just knowing that whatever it is, like there is a solution. So I think just remaining hopeful, making sure I eat enough before I go to sleep. If I'm like a little bit hungry, it's so much harder to go to sleep. So that doesn't mean like eat so much before you go to like right before you go to sleep. That also doesn't mean, oh, I'm not going to eat for two hours before I go to sleep. No matter what, bitch, if you're hungry, have a little snacky snack, you know, um, having a, a sleepy time tea before bed. I always have a tea before bed. Sometimes it is a specific sleepy time formula. Chamomile tea is very relaxing. Um, or even just some kind of herbal tea. Sometimes I'll just have a mint tea, whatever, and it's still relaxing. Raw honey also has, also produces natural melatonin. Um, so having some honey in your tea really does help. It really does make you sleepy. Valerian root helps you go to sleep, but that is a little bit stronger. So personally, I wouldn't recommend doing that every day. Like maybe if you just really want to go to sleep. Things like CBD, Um, You know, there's so many calming herbs that can help, like ashwagandha. But again, I wouldn't, especially like CBD, like I wouldn't recommend taking that every night. I think the, that's why I really like just an herbal tea or a sleepy time tea, because it'll relax me, but I'm not, it's not something you're going to get dependent on, you know? And then there's just classic, you know, tips and tricks, like not doing work in your bed. You're really only using your bed for sleeping and relaxing, you know, taking a nap, not bringing your laptop into bed. I don't have a TV in my room. I never have. Now as an adult, it's like, I don't want that because I want my bedroom and my bed specifically to be a place where I can just fall asleep. Like, I don't want to be laying in bed awake, watching something, you know, with light that's going to like disrupt my sleep cycles. Obviously that's different if you have roommates or whatever, and you just want your own space to watch whatever, but like just not even really watching TV right, right before bed. Definitely getting enough exercise really helps. Just all the things that it's like, oh yeah, I hear that all the time. It's like they actually do work. (laughs) But again, obviously if you've been trying things and they're not working, like I would suggest maybe going a little deeper. Like, are you struggling with something else? Also going to acupuncture for for anything really (laughs) i haven't been in a while um but i just remember when i would go they would always ask me about my sleeping and you know i just always was a good sleeper so i'd be like no i have no issues but i'm sure that if that's something you struggle with whether it's just like oh i have a hard time sleeping or um actual insomnia i'm sure that could help bitch they be curing everything you know but yeah just like relaxing there's so many relaxing yoga poses you can do even just having your legs up the wall like laying down but then your butt's at the wall and your legs are up the wall like that's so calming for your body um taking a hot shower before bed helps relax you um and yeah just getting in the pattern of it trying that for a little bit like a week a couple weeks and just seeing how you do how you feel Um, But yeah, it is really true that like the little tips and tricks do 
work. But yeah, obviously it can be something bigger than that. So just again, like be aware and be open to whatever it is you may need to like feel your best self. And let me know if you have any tips on falling asleep. But yeah, I just, I think that would be helpful. Like if you've ever struggled with going to sleep early or just sleeping good, um, share what has helped you. I just feel like because I've always been someone who's gone to sleep early, like my whole family is like that. So that's kind of how I was raised as well. Um, it, it comes very naturally for me. So I don't know if I'm the best one to give advice. That's not to say I never like oh have trouble falling asleep. But I feel like when I do, it's very like related to something like, you know, like the examples I gave earlier. So leave your advice below if you have any. But yeah, that would be my thoughts. And yeah, I put on my story, you know, submit some podcast topics and someone said how to stick with people who make you feel safe instead of craving toxic people or vibes. And again, like I feel like that's something you have to really do a lot of inner emotional work on because I can give you advice like, oh, like, like mentally you can know something like I know that not hitting up this toxic situation ship at 2 a.m. is going to is the healthier decision that's ultimately going to make me feel better about myself the next day than hitting them up and whatever doing something you might regret like you can know that but then to actually like follow through with it and like know it on a deep emotional level it's like different so yeah i would say there's not like one specific answer it just really depends but yeah, definitely, you know, follow some therapists on IG. Good place to start and start like learning. Um, obviously seek therapy if that's something you're able to do. But again, that can be very daunting for a lot of people and just hard, bro, to find the right fit. So start with that. Listening during venting versus offering solutions during venting. I think you just have to like be open about communicating. So whether you're the one venting you know, asking before, is it okay if I vent to you right now? I don't need advice. I just need an ear. I think asking is really important because, bro, like, no offense, but some people just, like, seem so self-involved. It's like, and that's, some that's like, my work <laughs> has been to, again, set boundaries. Um, like, if you're on the phone with someone and they just, like, won't shut up, setting a boundary by, like, okay, I have to go or, like, okay, like, I can talk until this time or I can talk for 10 minutes. And then if you're on the other end of it, asking the person, like, do you, like, if your friend needs to vent to you, asking, like, do you want advice or do you just want me to listen? Um, and I don't know, maybe that can feel scary, but I think ultimately it shows and builds trust with people. Um, and, you know, if you try that on a friend and they still give you advice anyway or, you know, you try to, if you're on the receiving end of it and they, they bro, the fucking worst is when someone wants advice. So you like dedicate so much time to like giving them advice and listening to them, but then they like do the exact opposite anyway. It's like, they have their own shit to work on. So your work, it's so fucking annoying, but your work needs to be to not engage <laughs> or just be like, I don't want to talk about this because you never take my advice and like, I'm sick of hearing about it. Like seek help, babes. Anyway, <laughs> if you have a friend that's always exhausting you, you need to like examine that relationship, like swear to God. But yeah, so I think just basic line, like baseline is just be communicative, whichever end you are. Like if you need to vent, say that, 
express your needs of like I just need an ear I need someone to console me not console because that would be like giving advice but like someone to just comfort me versus if you are the receiving one be like ask like do you want advice or not yeah like I'm not a huge talker like I probably it's just the fact that I have not that much air in my chart but like when people can just talk and talk and talk like not saying it's a bad thing but when people like don't take into consideration your feelings or like oh my god there was this tiktok where they were like the horrible friend and like they're going on this like you're on facetime and they're going on this huge thing about their life talking about themselves and they're like oh what about you though and as soon as they ask you about yourself they're like on pause like doing things on their phone like obviously not listening bro if you have a friend like that cut them off <laughs> i mean like you can communicate that it bothers you but like ultimately bro it's just like but that's the thing too, like someone who's very self-involved and like, I'm not talking shit about if you're a talker, like that's one thing. But if you're a talker and you're kind of like self-involved, it's like that's your own or their own work as well, you know, not to like diagnose anyone. But I feel like often it's like, it's like they didn't like receive enough attention as a child. So they like are all about themselves because that's how they learn to survive. So it's kind of sad, but it's like, that doesn't mean it's my problem. Bye, babes. I'm sick of hearing about your problem that you don't want to do anything about, that you just want to complain about. So fucking annoying. Sorry. Somebody said to talk about green flags. So again, this is why it's so good to follow accounts, like the therapist pages and stuff, because they will do like lists of green flags. So some of them that I can think of from the top of my head is, I think the number one green flag is like, if you have a concern with somebody, are they willing to listen and like make the change necessary? So like you could be friends with someone or maybe dating someone and like things could be going fine, whatever. And then like you have a problem. Like, I don't know, maybe they said something that kind of hurt your feelings or whatever. Like, you know, even if it's something small, whatever. You are hurt or bothered by something. And this is why it's so important to speak up from the start or if something bothers you or hurts you, whatever, speak up because I think the real test is in how they react when you bring it up to them. So that's why it's really important to know how to communicate things or communicate your feelings, you know, using I statements and speaking not in a blaming way or not in a like, I don't know, like in a mean way, but just like genuinely like, hey, when you said this, I felt like this and seeing what they do with that. Because, you know, everyone's human. You could be in their, you know, perfect relationship or friendship and like people are still going to fuck up. That doesn't mean they're going to go out and cheat on you. But like someone could do something that bothers you or someone could hurt your feelings unintentionally. So it's not about, oh, are they perfect and they're never going to say anything or do anything that bothers me. But it's like, are they willing to fully listen when I have a problem or when I am expressing my feelings and take it seriously and own up to their part of it and, you know, not do it again, basically. Um, I think that's like the biggest green flag. And I can think of examples in friendships specifically um, where, you know, I've brought up a concern and... They either haven't received it well or they say, yeah, I understand, but then they do it again. And so it's kind of like, okay, so you weren't really hearing me. But then I can think of times where I brought up a concern and I felt heard 
and it didn't happen again and it brought our friendship closer together because something like that really builds trust vulnerability takes so much strength and i think also you know on both ends because it it takes vulnerability to open up to somebody like that especially when they have hurt your feelings or whatever and then it also takes vulnerability to admit that you were wrong you know and apologize to someone and mean it and then like take their feelings into consideration the next time or whatever so that's one of the main things you know and i feel like there's a lot of like superficial green flags online especially when it comes to dating and stuff but i feel like that's one of the main ones bro in all relationships but especially in dating like how are they going to react when you say no you know when you set a boundary other green flags could be how they are with other people obviously like how they are with service people with waiters i just feel like it's so much more about you know someone's character and if they are willing to have uncomfortable conversations and you know do that rather than like it's a green flag if he gives me five thousand dollars on the first date (laughs) okay (laughs) wouldn't we all love that but like so let me know your green flags down below or if you're in a really strong friendship or a really solid relationship what were some green flags you noticed about the person from the beginning i'm actually getting starving as i tend to do towards the end of these podcasts So thank you guys so much for listening. Let me know what you want me to talk about next week. And let me know your thoughts on anything I discussed in a comment below or in an IG DM. I would love to hear your thoughts. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and weekend. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you then.